get it started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Strangely and Friends, the podcast. My name is Strangely. This is a podcast. And if you're listening to it, that makes you one of the friends. Sitting next to me is another friend. I am being joined this week by a fellow boat builder all the way from the Netherlands. This is Urian. Yeah. <laughs> Starting things like this is a bit awkward, but for all the Dutch people, goedenavond. This it's here, I don't know, avond. We hebben net avond gegeten. Um, and dat is gewoon wat Nederlands. Ja. Um, yeah, so that's that. Let's go. All right, let's go. Uh, Jurian, you came a little bit late to the school, but we hung out your first week because I wanted to go on an insane hike all over everywhere. Oh, yeah. And then you were like, let's go. And so we well, we spent, like, like, you'd been here, like, five days, and then we hung out for, like, 15 straight hours climbing every mountain within reach of the school. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was pretty insane. Um, I think it was pretty silly to spend my first free weekend um, not at the school I just we went uh, went to uh, Blahaya first hiked all the way up there went back to school ate dinner I think no mm-hmm. lunch at one o'clock mm-hmm. had some porridge and then hiked all the way up to Lefet and to the cabin and spent the night there um, and I was so tired when we came back <laughs> and Everyone was like, what? You you went to Blahaya and to Lefetten in the same day? Yeah, you did all of the hikes from our first three weeks of school in one day. In one day. I'm sp- I had to speed run. Yeah. And there was some uh, stuff that I, uh, I, needed to, uh, I needed to see all the good stuff. Hmm. One of the things we talked about on that hike is that we both love D&D. Oh, yes. And... I don't remember if it was you or Solfin or all of like the three of us are now running like how many D and D campaigns? Like there's like five or six happening in the school. Um, I think it's five. Five. Yeah, I th- yeah. Well, we we started with three, mm-hmm. um, but then there were still people who wanted to play, so we started up another two, which one of them is having their first session. This evening, and the other one is having their session somewhere next week. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have almost 30 people playing D&D at the school. That's that's half of the students, I think. Almost. It's, yeah, it's so much fun to have this many nerds in one building. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I called one of my good friends back home and was talking about it. And I was like, if you had told me in high school that like 20 years from now, this hobby that I'm really into that makes me nerdy that people like don't want to hang out with me is going to be one of the things that makes me one of the coolest like people at this school in Norway. I'd be like, you're so full of shit. <laughs> but like it, it absolutely like I was just, I, I thought like we'd get a few people who'd want to play. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't expecting like fully half of the students here yeah. to want to play. And, and, and these are not small parties. We have like five person parties. Yeah. Like, I thought we were going to end up with maybe, like, three, four-people party and maybe one five-people party or something mm-hmm. like that. But um, it has become more. But I don't I don't really mind, you know, the more people that can experience uh, playing D&D, I think, is better. I know a lot of people haven't even played. They were just interested. Um, 
and I thought that was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. they didn't know what what is what it what it's about. It just kind of heard something about it and just decided, oh well, let's go. I want to try this out. I I love Dungeons and Dragons less as a a like a board game or a you know I, we've talked about this a lot. Um, yeah. Just knowing each other, that I am less interested in the mechanics of like figuring out how to get your dice rolls to line up or whatever, and more about using it as a framework, like as a storytelling oh, yeah. device. Because it's so, it's so much fun to sort of be making up ridiculous stuff on the fly and then have one of my players do something, like, super, super funny and weird. So, like, the session we had last night, I was just kind of like, they, they were going to buy some sheep, and I was like, this is not that interesting. <laughs> do you want to buy sheep? Well, they needed sheep to do, like, a ritual to, like, raise a dead guy. It's, like, a whole thing. There's a whole thing going on, right? It's D&D. Who knows? Why? They have a, you have a fetch quest to do a fetch quest, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A side quest of a side quest. Yeah, so they're trying to get some sheep, and I was just so bored with, like... And then they were, like, talking to the sheep, and so I, like, also added that there's, like, a giant, um, like, furry, six-legged flying creature hanging out with the sheep. And then one of them is, like, I want to... One of the gnomes, like, leaves, gets an apple, and just, like, feeds it to the creature to, like, befriend it. Oh, no. And so then I did, like, a charisma check on the gnome, and it was, like, nat 20. And I was like, well, the giant monster loves you and is going to follow you now. Like, I threw this in there just, like, to entertain myself in the moment. Yeah. And now it's, like, canon. It's there now. It's there now. But I, I love that because, like, you you can inject some of the unexpected as, like, the lead storyteller. But it is really collaborative. Oh, yeah. Um, as long as we're talking about D&D, I'm going to rant about my own personal pet peeve in D&D. I hate Dragonborn. It's stupid. It's <laughs> stupid. I hate it. But as I've said to you off air, and as I've said to one of our players, if you're super into playing a dragon, just play a dragon. Yeah, we'll make that work. That's exactly what happened with uh, one of my players. Yeah. She really wanted to... We were just skipping by making a character, and we just... I don't know, talking about all the different races, and I said, oh, yeah, that's a Dragonborn. We don't play with Dragonborn because Strangely thinks they're silly. Because if people want to play dragons, they should just be able to play dragons instead of Dragonborn. As he just said, uh, that's it, I want to play a dragon. <laughs> um, which is really funny. And then uh, and now she's playing a dragon. Um, it's uh, And, you know, uh, it's so fun to just make something up like that. Um and I think it's a pretty still, like, uh, mechanic-wise, pretty, pretty, you could play, anyone could really play it. Yeah. It has, it has some, uh, we've thought about it a lot uh, to make it nice to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also just a lot of fun, because she doesn't control all of the times. So you start at level one. Right. You know? Chain, polymorphing into a dragon is not something like you can control all of the time. So mm-hmm. it's just now she is in her uh, dark elf form for a while, <laughs> and she cannot control it until I feel funny and say that she has to throw a Constitution saving throw, and if she fails, she changes back, mm-hmm. and that can be any time. Yeah. Preferably someone like when they are have trying to be sneaky or something. Or they're all indoors. Or they're indoors. That would be a catastrophe, but also really funny. And I, that's the that's the thing that I lo- love about D&D and why it's so fun to be playing D&D here. Because D&D, you can do literally anything. 
it's it's always frustrated me when I meet people who are playing like kind of the very like um by the book version or like playing only modules and like not getting silly with it because it's like you you I'm, nothing against modules which are like pre-made Dungeons and Dragons adventures but I always want to embrace the fact that we're doing this all in our heads it's entirely in our imaginations yeah so play a dragon have a flying boat like kick the moon out of the sky i don't i really don't care that's what it's for like if you want something with more guardrails on it play a computer game yeah that's what those are for like D D is the closest i think grown-ups can get to accessing that place that children have where they're like you're a whale, and I'm a mermaid, and he's a spaceman, and here we go. Like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like... Just random stuff, you know? Yeah. There's no limitations. The only limitations there are is the limitations to set yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a really beautiful mental space to be in while we're at a place like Fosun. Because okay. I feel like a big part of the, like, philosophy that they're trying to teach here is, like how much broader possibilities are. Yeah. You know, they're, they're all about fixing, fixing things that, that wear out and mending sweaters and socks and, um, and even like all the, I don't know, we don't buy new axe handles when an axe handle wears out. We make make a new one. Yeah. It's, it's so awesome. Like I, I, there was a yard sale that one of the teachers had a couple of weeks ago and I went and bought, you've seen my axe head. Yeah, yeah. That I've been cleaning it's up. Terrible. It's terrible. It looked terrible. It looked terrible when I started, right? And yeah. now it's like shiny and I've made a, 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 a handle for it. And I actually used it on oh, the on the the, the, uh, the stavum that I'm making. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And it, it's like I, I took this thing that looked like a lump of rust and cleaned it up and sharpened it and put a handle on it and used it to for, for like a... a I keep wanting Chop to say... Chop a piece of wood. Yeah. I keep wanting to say things in Norwegian because so much of the stuff here that is new to me... Like, D&D was part of my mind and my life before, but, mm. like, being here, there's, like, things where, like, I only know the Norwegian word. Yeah. Like, I couldn't think of how to say Fellas Hall in English when I was I, I have with no clue parents. what Felisal means as well. It's it's the Felis, it's the same as Paisestua. Paisestua is the Paisestua. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Paisestua, I guess, would be like... I think Paisa is a fireplace. Right. The, it's the or fireside chimney. room. Or chimney, maybe. Something like that. So it's like the fireside room, yep. common common room. Like, it would be like in, in Harry Potter, yeah. the, the common room it's or something. Room, yeah. uh, and Felisal is like the... the, the Feliscop par- par- means community. Party? Like is the community it? hall. Because Felloscop is like community. I thought Fellas was like party. I mean, we have a lot of parties. We have a lot of parties in there. Oh my goodness! I enough with the parties. The school more parties. This is this is the most I have partied without drinking alcohol Hmm. ever. Like like, even as a child, like I didn't I didn't like I wasn't into going to parties. Yeah, it's wild. Um, it seems like every other weekend there's some sort of like thematic party going yeah. on. There's always something. I quite like it. It's it is cozy, and I I think also like some of the pressure and stress is off because I know the exact people that are going to be there. 
You know, it's not like yeah. when you go to a party and you're like, oh, oh, all these new people. I don't, right. I don't want to go dancing because I don't know all these people. Yeah, I, I mean, might get embarrassed, and here it's a lot less, which is very nice. It's very, very cozy. Hmm. Uh, see, so you have a boat. I've been meeting, I've been wanting oh, to yeah. talk to you about this anyway, and finally I have you sitting Uh-oh. in a chair in Uh-oh. my room. I can grill you. Tell me about your boat. Come on. Well, it's a very nice boat. Uh-huh. Um, it's an English type. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called a Dresscomp uh, Drifter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dresscomp is a, uh, well, it's a brand of boat they make in, the in-, in England. Uh, it was pretty popular in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was um, there was this Dutch guy, and he wrote in uh, in, in a, like a um, magazine for uh, sailors. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a lot of pieces about his personal experience with these boats. Um, he sailed a lot on the um, the tidal seas. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have in the Netherlands? I don't. There's. I think there's not an English word for it. We call it the the Wadenzee. 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 So what happens if uh, all the when it's low tide, mm-hmm. all the water is just gone? There's just mud flats, and mm-hmm. all the sandbanks are mm-hmm. open. And when it's high tide, there's maybe like one meter of water, maybe mm-hmm. sixty centimeters of mm-hmm. water. So there's not a lot. It's not very deep. And so these very tiny shallow boats are perfect for it. Right. And this rider was pretty popular. I have uh, read all of his books as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this type of boat was really popular in uh, the 80s 90s in the Netherlands um, and I found uh, this the one that I have I found it at a boatyard where my parents had their boat lying in the winter and I was helping my father cleaning the boat and uh, you know painting it de-rusting it all kinds of funny stuff and during my lunch break I was just wandering around with uh, with my little piece of bread, and I saw um, one of those boats, uh, my dress comp, and it was standing on the rusting away. The tent was broken. It was filled up with water, mm-hmm. and it has a twin keel, a Kim Keeler, mm-hmm. um, and the, the keels were just broken, and the rust was seeping out. It was in a really, really bad shape. So I asked the owner of the boatyard who. Uh, my father know pretty well. Mm-hmm. I asked uh, to who the boat belonged, and I got in contact with uh, the woman who uh, owned it. Then. And um, she wasn't much of a sailor, but her late husband was. Um, he bought this boat, um, he did some stuff to it, and then uh, he passed away. So she had a lot of emotional value in it, um, but she wasn't doing anything with it. And so I talked to her um, because it was just rusting away, uh, just breaking down. And I find always when I walk through harbors and boatyards, I always find kind of sad when you see like those boats that are just rusting away, you know? Yeah. So I really, and this, I knew this one was really special because there are not much left. Mm -hmm. Um, So after like a few months of... um, negotiations I could buy buy it for a pretty cheap price mm-hmm. um, I put it on a like a this shabby old trailer that I found somewhere for uh, 50 euros and I uh, hauled it back to my house mm-hmm. 
put it on the driveway and uh, took everything out together with my father. And that was when COVID hit. So, well, we had nothing better to do. Mm -hmm. So we just took it all out, cleaned everything, repainted everything, um, redid the whole boat. We built in a new kitchen. We built in a new table over the toilets. We built in a new toilet that was leaking. Installed it incorrectly. Um, we did read it, painted the whole outside and underside has to, had to be. Um, um, it was a horrible job. It was like some kind of tar paint on it, and mm -hmm. you know it was mid in the middle of the summer. It was a really hot year. It was like thirty degrees outside, and I was just laying under this boat like. It was a bad time to like get all the paints off. It was a hellish job. Um, but I am pretty proud of uh, what I accomplished. It, it, I, it, it looks all nice now. And then I went to Norway, so I, now I can't use it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, it's a really nice um, boat to have. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I can sail it alone. You can mm -hmm. sail it with two people. If I'm staying here in Norway for... Next year, or maybe longer, I'm definitely thinking about bringing it here. Um, I think it would be great to sail on Potsen with it. Um, you can sleep inside, there's like two little beds inside, and it's nice and cozy inside when you close up the door. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's, 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 an, it's a very nice, nice boat. I am... Uh, Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> you just made a Kenneth noise. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't sailed with it a lot. Mm -hmm. And the times that I did go sailing with it, it was a total disaster. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it took us. We had to take down the mast three times to rearrange all the ropes uh -huh. so the sail would fit because. It has a certain type of sail right. that um, me and my father have never sailed before. Uh, the rudder wasn't connected right, so we had no steering. Uh, and when it did steer, I slammed my steering um, into the outboard engine and curved the, the screw. And then um, while well, we were sailing and I had no steering and then we just drifted into the reeds like two times. It was it was quite a disaster. Amazing. Uh, and then I wanted to go out of the harbor with my brother, and then the engine cut out because I had no more um, gas in it. Uh, and then I had to pedal <laughs> against the wind, and it was it was terrible. We rammed like two boats, and the owner got really pissed. And I was like, oh, I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have I have no choice. Um. And then I went sailing with a friend and my brother. Uh, it was really fun. And uh, then we had the great idea to like make this uh, like a really budget horror movie kind of thing, mm -hmm. like uh, you know, with the David Attenborough and uh, like on an expedition. And then my friend tried to jump scare me, and you can hear it on the video really well because it was just filming in the dark it was pitch black outside and you just hear noises and like running noises and you heard like a very loud thud and like she just yells ah oh, good 
because she just ran into a tree like face first. Oh no! And but, like the video goes, and we're just standing there, and she has like this huge cut above her eyebrow, <laughs> and my brother just dead ass says, "You could have a lot of blacher," but like. Uh, me as well. Oh, we can laugh about it later. This will be funny in two days. <laughs> and we're just standing like... Bro! She's bleeding! What, what are you saying? Uh, but I, I had an, um, an emergency... Um, uh, like, EBO kit mm-hmm. with me. Um, so, it was uh, fine. It, it was no big wound. It just bleeded a lot because it's a head wound. Um, it was... Pretty funny two days after. He, he was right. He was totally right. But it was... Uh, it was... Yeah, that was such a strange weekend to have. It was... Uh, it was weird. <laughs> so... <laughs> you're in Norway now. Yes. You're here mm-hmm. at the school. You came late. Oh, yeah. I came but late. you clearly want to be here. Oh, yeah. So why are you here? Well... Because... I had nothing else to do, really. I was just planning on doing a gap year mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't want to study anymore. Studying is not really for me. Um, and I had seen, uh, uh, learned about Fosun uh, during the summer holiday and I really want to go, but they were already full. So I thought, well, that's nice. This year I can save up some mon- money and I, c- I will go next year. And then I was at, a f- at the same friend's house uh, we're preparing for a LARP next day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just uh, chilling out on the couch. And then um, I saw my Instagram. I was following the school on Instagram. I saw that they had a free spot. And I thought, oh, a free spot. That's funny. And that moment, just right there, my mother called me and said, Oh my God, Julian, have you seen it? They have a free spot. Do you want to to go you know because my parents were pretty hyped about this school as well and and she should just do you want to go and i said well why the hell not i'll try so i grabbed my friend's laptop went upstairs wrote my application in the middle of the night send it like uh, at 1 a.m or something mm-hmm. and well next day we had larp it was all nice and fine nothing nothing uh nothing happening we're just having a good day and then Monday, I woke up from my uh, after LARP nap at like 11 o'clock. And I, uh, I went downstairs, had some cereal, took a shower, turned on my PC to do some work. And I saw that I got an email from the school <laughs> and that I, I got accepted. And I remember yelling so loudly that the neighbor came over and asked me what the hell was going on. <laughs> I was I was pretty happy. I called my mom immediately and she was at work. And she didn't even have the speaker on it. But I, I was just yelling so loudly that her all her colleagues could hear me. <laughs> and they were just wondering what the hell was going on. Um, and then I got that, that um, afternoon, I got called by Kenneth. Mm-hmm. Our uh, our teacher, because he was wondering if I was either a boy or a girl, <laughs> because they couldn't up. figure out yeah. if Yulia was a was a girl's name or a boy's name. It was pretty funny, um, and he told me the phone. Oh yeah, um, pre- preferably you 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 could like come within a week, 
maybe later. And I said, no, I'll come within a week. I'll, I'll be there next Monday, okay? Um, so I had one week to prepare going to Norway. Um, yeah, there was, there was some expensive days at the stores we had. <laughs> because we needed some, like, you know, we needed some outdoor stuff. Sleeping bag and mats and new shoes because my old ones were falling apart. Like pants and like warm woolen stuff. And we, I didn't have that. So it, it, it was um, quite, a, left quite a gap in my budget. <laughs> um, but, um, and, and then the same week I flew to, I, I, you know, I had all kind of parties with my friends. They were like, I, I was just sending them a message. Ah, right, guys, um, just, uh, just notice this next week. I'm going to Norway for the rest of the school year. And they were like, what the fuck? Okay, cool. I suppose uh, this, I speed run, like going to all my friends and family in like one week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I went to Norway, and it was, it was really weird because we have we had house meeting. I arrived on house meeting Monday, mm-hmm. and there was no one at the school. So I, I arrived at the school with the last bus, and the bus driver she dropped me off mm-hmm. in front of the school. It was really nice of her, but I came into the school. It was there was no one there? You know, if you just walk into the yeah. school at any given time, it was like around. Eight or nine ish, like mm-hmm. I think eight thirty or something. You know, normally around that time there would be people sitting in the green couch. You know, there would be all kinds of activity. Yeah, there was no one there. I was so confused. I was, like, is this the right place? Is th- is this the main entrance? Are the dorms somewhere else? What what is this? Um, and then I just yelled really loudly if if there was someone there. And then I heard some noise from her. What the fuck is that? From upstairs. And there was uh, Shettle with his house meeting group sitting in the, in the Pisces too. And I just was for Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was so weird. Uh, they were so confused. Um, but after some explanation, they were not so confused anymore. It was really weird. I, you I, had all your stuff. I had all my stuff, like my big bag and like my backpack and a suitcase. And I was just, hey, uh, I'm from the Netherlands. So I'm here now. I, I and uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was really weird because Shuttle knew I was coming, mm-hmm. but all the all the others didn't. Right. So they were like, oh, "Who the hell's this guy? Yeah. What is he? Who there? What is dude? Yeah. yeah, it was weird." It was weird. So as <laughs> well, we're all glad you're here. Oh yeah, I, I'm having a great time. I'm very, and I'm glad that you're glad to be here. Mm. As we sort of um, arrive towards the end of this episode, mm. I uh, I wanted to ask you if you can briefly tell me what you hope to get out of being here now that you've been here a little while, right? Because you know, we hung out like a couple days after you got here and you sort of told me the story you just told. But now that you've seen what the school is and sort of the philosophy of teaching that they have here, where they're like, I don't know, just mess around with a pile of stuff and maybe you'll figure out how to make it work. Like, they don't really tell us what to do a lot of the time. They just give us a bunch of tools and a vague direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what do you hope to get out of experiencing that? Well, 
first of all, I just want to be more independent. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle a lot of times s- still with um, just fucking around and finding out. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm really afraid of like fucking up like a plank and then I have to do it all over. So I, I will just be on the safe side and ask Kenneth instead. But de- Kenneth will just be busy and I will just be standing around right. doing something else for like 15 minutes. So I, I want to be become a bit more independent on that. Mm-hmm. Also, I think this year is just a great way to get to know more of everything really they're they're not teaching us just boat building mm-hmm. you know they're teaching us all kinds of weird shit we i've i've now learned how to uh tan reindeer skins and make a bag out of it you know that's a piece of knowledge that is very interesting and might come in useful at some point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're learning how to navigate with a compass and a map and to be outside on our alone and depend on ourselves when you're outdoors, which is also a really useful skill. And it's just, I don't know. I think the main thing of the school, what I really like is just that I can learn stuff without having um, a feeling of stress. I'm not stressed when I'm learning new stuff, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Um, and it, it also makes me very happy to just be in an environment with a lot of nice people where you can learn a lot of stuff, have a good time at the same time. Um, and I don't know. I've, I've, I'm playing with a lot of different ideas on what to do after Fosen. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to stay another year, do a second year, or maybe I want to become a teacher's assistant because I, I really like, still like teaching a lot. Mm-hmm. So maybe do something with that or use the skills that um, we are learning here at the school and try and make a living out of it. You know, mm-hmm. my father said... I think this is common knowledge, but my father said to me that if I can make my job out of my hobbies, that that is what is the best possible you can get. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, with my hobbies, with LARPing, we can, I can definitely see some opportun- opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I would really like to... Um, get some other people from the school in it as well. You know, maybe start something together. Well, talk to me and Solfin, because I think we're uh, also into the nerdy shit. Yeah, I I was already (laughs) thinking about talking to Solfin about it at one point. Well, Yurian, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. In a moment, I'm going to ask you what your favorite Norwegian word is, but first I have to uh, do some businessy stuff. So you've got a second to think of it. Or your favorite Dutch word. All right, so think about it while I say this stuff. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Strangely and Friends, the podcast. This podcast is made possible by my fantastic supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to become a supporter of me and my art and all of the weird stuff I do and then tell you about here on the podcast, you can head over to patreon.com strangely to find out how you can uh, help me uh, live. <laughs> 
I uh, am sorry to those of you that uh, follow me regularly that I missed a couple weeks. Uh, things get very busy here at the school, and I'm glad to be back making some more episodes. So I hope you enjoy this one and the ones that are coming very soon. All right, uh, that's the stuff. So, Yurian, have you a favorite Norwegian word? I do. I think the word blabil which means blue car uh-huh. is really funny. I know. I, I think every time we get into the blabiel, it's just it's a it's such a stupid little word. I like blabiel. It. Okay, folks, we shall go for blabiel. Probably to Trondelag. <laughs> Come on, folks. Oh yeah. Uh, just the blabiel is just a great car, you know. Uh, greatest love songs, Volume Three. Fun my blabiel. <laughs> it's a real one. Oh, thank you so much, Yurian. No, thank you. It was uh, it was it was it was very nice. Oh, very nice. Cheers everybody. <laughs>